0: I speak to you in the name of our one God, our creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Amen. O come, all ye faithful, joyful, and triumphant. We sang this hymn to begin our service, and this line, this first line of the hymn, It sort of sets the expectation that all who come for worship services on Christmas Eve are part of the faithful. And not just any faithful, but the joyful and triumphant ones, ready to adore the babe in the manger, ready to believe that God became incarnate, and ready to wonder what that really means. These are awfully high expectations. But I don't think that the Holy Family on that first Christmas had such a faith. Faith, yes, don't get me wrong. Mary and Joseph Joseph believed deeply in Yahweh, who sent angels to tell them not to be afraid by the birth of this coming child. But joyful and triumphant? Mm, Probably not. They were tired from walking, from being sent on a journey to Bethlehem that wasn't their choice, Mary has just given birth with all the reality of pain and fear and the rawness of the body birthing a child. And what about those shepherds? They were spending a normal, somewhat boring evening, which was interrupted by an angel telling them to go and see this baby. They are curious, yes, but joyful and triumphant? Not yet. But they all had faith enough. Faith enough to move through fatigue and go on these journeys. Faith enough to show up even if they'd rather be at home, in bed, in Nazareth, or back on the field. Faith enough to look and see and wonder just a little what all this might mean. So let's rework the carol a little bit, as my friend the Reverend Karis Baccarelli did one year. Perhaps we would rather sing... Oh, come all ye faithful, exhausted and worried. Oh, come all ye faithful, skeptical and hesitant. Oh, come all ye with faith enough. Maybe if faith enough was our expectations for ourselves and others, we'd show up more, look and see more, and wonder more. And maybe this is what God wants from us tonight. This gospel reading from Luke is unique in our readings. It's one of the few passages where God doesn't seek anything of God's people. God hasn't sent an angel who is expecting a response. God isn't telling the people to quit being selfish, to quit sinning, and to turn back to God. Jesus doesn't call any new disciples and doesn't tell a story the apostles don't yet understand. And he's not conducting any miracles yet that the Pharisees seek to criticize. It's also one of the few stories in which God's people don't ask anything of God. No one is asking God to save them or to help them against the Moabite enemy or cure them of leprosy or other ailments. No, there's this story right between the order to go be registered and the shepherds leaving. There is this moment about people gathering and delighting. Mary and Joseph and some shepherds in a stable. They're just there. They are wondering together about Jesus, God incarnate, who is to be their savior. They don't have expectations of each other. They are just content to be there, to be together, to delight in being present with God and one another. This is unique in scripture and also in our lives Because we live task-oriented lives. Who is picking up the kids? Who is doing the laundry? Who is making the copies to hand out at the meeting? Who is taking a patient's vitals? Who is managing the company's social media accounts? The tasks go on. We remind our kids to pick up their rooms and practice piano. We remind our spouse to grab milk on the way home. And our siblings to call mom and dad because they'd love to hear from you. And then occasionally, something stops us a wedding, a funeral, a vacation, a snow or ice storm, and we sit and simply delight in being together. Maybe Christmas is a time to remember to let ourselves delight more in the presence of another person, and especially of God. A few years ago, we heard about the unlikely friendship between Lin Wang, a Chinese immigrant who lived and raised his family in Iowa, suburban Iowa, and Charles Barkley, the famous basketball player from the 1980s and 1990s. Barkley is an 11-time NBA all-star and has a big personality. In fact, probably most of what he's done and said doesn't belong in a Christmas Eve homily. Lynn, by contrast, was a cat litter scientist. Lin Wang's daughter, Shirley, knew that her father was friends with or acquainted with Barkley. She'd seen their text messages and she'd heard stories about Barkley, but she had a hard time believing that they actually had a real friendship. Shirley didn't believe it until Barkley, a large six-foot, six-inch African-American man, showed up at Lin Wang's funeral in Iowa in 2017, and he came to the microphone to tell stories about his friend Lin. After getting over her shock, Shirley asked Barkley how they met. Barkley told her that one evening they were the only two people in a bar in a hotel, and they began to chat. They enjoyed each each other's company, and Barkley told Lynn to contact him whenever he was in Phoenix, New York, or Atlanta. And Lynn did, many, many times. Lynn even attended the funeral for Barkley's mother in rural Alabama. Earlier in uh, previously, and now Barkley was at Lynn's funeral in Iowa. Why were you friends? Shirley asked. Barkley replied, Your dad was just really fun to be with. Two men who met at a bar with no expectations, but faith enough to show up and begin to chat with one another, to be open to wondering what the conversation might entail. Two men who stayed in touch because they found joy and connection that lasted over the years and across many miles. Two men who simply delighted in each other's company with few expectations. It's so easy in our relationships with spouses, friends, parents, siblings, roommates, and close friends to forget that we once took delight in each other even easier to forget this with God because so much of our relationship with God plays out with us asking God for things and responding to what we think God wants from us and then we forget that it all started with love not a to-do list not a task it began with love the creation story is a love story the nativity story is a love story God loves us us. God loves you. God shows up as Jesus because God loves us and we should never forget to delight in this love. You may be one of the joyful and triumphant faithful, or you may be far from it. Whatever faith you come with tonight, that's okay. Let this be an evening where you acknowledge that you have faith enough to be here, and faith enough to delight in God's presence and God's coming into the world. Let this be an evening when you are open to God and the way God will show up in unexpected places and through unexpected people. Because God is delighting in your presence here this evening. And I pray that you may delight in God's presence as well. Amen.